done for the FIFA World Cup. What does that have to do with crypto? We're going to let you know right now. It is the minor leagues. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Ryan. And as per usual, we're bringing you the minor leagues, a look at the intersection between sports and crypto. And joining me as he does every episode and basically, you know, the 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 Stockton to my Malone. He is the lovely and talented Nathan Simone. Nathan, another episode of the minor leagues here on the BitMart Podcast Networks. And we're talking about soccer or football for audiences outside of the United States of America. And the World Cup is coming up in Qatar, happening way later in the year than usual. Usually the World Cup happens in the mid to late summer. Um, because of where they are in Qatar, uh, it, it would have possibly killed everyone. Uh, temperatures going up into the mid-hundreds, about 115, 120, and then the temperature on the field would only be exasperated. Um, a litany of issues around Qatar having the World Cup, but we're not the, uh, we're not the intersection of sports and policy. We're the intersection of sports and crypto, so just wait for our uh, detente on that on another podcast that we're not coming out with. But, Nathan, the World Cup is coming up. We're not the most adept at the world of football, but when it comes to crypto and NFTs, you certainly have the market cornered. Thank you, as always, Matt. You know, you bring up some good things that I hadn't thought about. Um, I knew that the World Cup was being held in Qatar. I knew that Qatar is in the Middle East, so it, it's most more likely hot and a desert. I didn't even think about that the World Cup is planned at different times of the year. Um, I, I believe it happens every four years, right? Yes. And, and yes. Did I at least get that correct? Okay. <laughs> I know very little about it. I've been to one soccer game in my entire life, and it was the United States versus Mexico. Hell of a game, uh, louder than any rock concert I have ever been to. And I think the final score of the game was 1-0. I believe Mexico won. This was many, many years ago, so don't quote me on that. But I, I get why the World Cup is such a huge deal. Um, I know that there's also some stuff around Qatar. We won't get into that. Uh, I'm also just not super interested in it. Uh, it kind of reminds me of how the Olympics sometimes is, depending on where it goes. So I kind of just assume that's par for the course. But I did not know that this is when the World Cup is not usually held. Um, I, I'm willing to bet this is maybe the first time it's being held in the Middle East. But before we get into any of the stuff around crypto and NFTs, Matt, I'm going to give ourselves and our listeners one free opportunity Ooh. for us Ooh. for us to shout goal as loud as we want to, because there's probably not going to be any other opportunity. That is so true. if you want that to do it true. one at that a time, we can, if you want to harmonize, we can try and do that. But I'm just on the count of three, just going to lean back from the mic and try and say it how I've heard them say it in uh, these championship soccer matches. So whether you want to join in, Matt, or oh, is, I'm, I'm is, do you think I'm not going to join in and allow to yell? I want I'm just, this hold to on. Be- I'm going to just let my, my roommate know. I'm going to be yelling goal really loud in about five seconds. One, two, three, go. Goal! And that's how they do it at the World Cup, baby. At least that's what I've heard from the YouTubes. Probably uh, going to be lucky if my upstairs neighbor doesn't call the cops right about now. But I don't <laughs> know. Maybe he's a soccer fan. I haven't really met him yet. So that's always a good, nice, good thing to do in the... Uh, in a new apartment building. But we've got some great, interesting headlines today, Matt. 
And the thing that I'm most interested in is you're obviously a big sports fan. I'm a big crypto fan. You play, you've played a lot of sports games like Madden and things like that. Yes. However, FIFA is, I mean, would you say that FIFA is far more popular than Madden or some of these NBA games? Because FIFA, unlike basketball or football, is it's worldwide. So not only is soccer the, the international sport, but FIFA is a video game. It's like, it's worldwide that people love soccer. So the requirement of you wanting to play it is you have a video game system. It doesn't matter whether you're in Africa, Asia, North America, you are off to the races with that. I don't have any experience playing FIFA, the soccer game, but I know that FIFA is a gigantic brand. Can you explain that? Yeah. So FIFA, the game is, well, FIFA is the Federation of International Football. Um, it's got a fancier name in French that I can't really pronounce correctly, so I'm not going to. But it is a loose, it, not loose, but it is the international governing body of soccer, of football. Um, it connects the, the teams. That's why the World Cup is the FIFA World Cup. But in the game FIFA, you also have the Premier League, the Champions League, the UEFA, all of these major tournaments, leagues, and aspects of of European and international football are at the cornerstone are the cornerstone to the FIFA game and just the world of football in general. FIFA is just kind of the organizing governing body of the entire sport. I'd forgotten that. I remember you saying that on another episode that like within football, also known as soccer, there's like eight sub leagues and people will, people will know like the, uh, you know, like the Dallas Cowboys it's probably somebody like Manchester United or things like there's huge names that you see everywhere. The, these sub leagues, they're some of them are like minor leagues, like we have within baseball in the U S and then some of them are just like even above or below that. Like I know that there's towns in England. Uh, there's a, a famous Bitcoiner named Peter McCormack and uh, he's done well with his investments and other companies he has. And the town he lives in is called Bedford. It's apparently a very small town. He bought the soccer team there and has now turned them into like a Bitcoin soccer league. But soccer as a worldwide sport might be the best sport primed for crypto since crypto is also a worldwide thing, uh, barring the countries that have, you know, that are authoritarian regimes that have made it illegal. So it seems like a natural synchronous event that uh, crypto and soccer would meet up. You know, this show is the intersection of sports and crypto, but I can't think of a, a marriage maybe made in heaven than crypto and soccer, the worldwide sport and the worldwide technology put together. And I wanted to touch on our first headline here, which is FIFA embraces NFTs tied to classic game highlights for this upcoming World Cup. Not only does this remind me of something that you told me about, Matt, which is Tom Brady's autograph, where he's mm -hmm. doing those classic moments. I don't even know, like, uh, I don't even, first of all, I don't even know what the classic moments in soccer are. If you, if you say classic moments to me in soccer, I immediately think Pele. And then if you say, who's Pele? I go, some guy in soccer that I heard about who's really famous. But um, I, I want you do you know any classic moments in soccer, Matt? And then I want to touch on that they're using the Algorand blockchain, which I think is really interesting. 
Well, yeah, there's uh, Zinedine Zidane's controversial headbutt in the World Cup almost 20 years ago. Um, there are plenty of great Premier League moments, whether it's Man U, Man City, any of the teams in London. There are a hundreds of great moments. Pele, I believe in the 1964 World Cup, had a revelatory final. Um, anything to do with Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, um, the own goal um, from the Escobar in uh, the 1994 World Cup. There's so many iconic moments that have resonated here in the United States and more, you know, broadly, soccer's one of the biggest games globally. It's you know, Europe, it's uh, football, cricket, and seemingly F1 now becoming one of the big ones. But there's, Brand, you know, Brandy Chastain when the United States won their first World Cup and then continued to own the entire market of women's football, um, which makes me very happy. Pay parity is so important for that team because they're better than the men's team. But that's a different conversation at a different time. Uh, but yeah, no, there's no shortage of iconic moments at all levels of professional football or global football. And the World Cup has provided more than its fair share. When you talked about those classic moments, I thought back to that game that I went to of the, the USA and Mexico. And it, I'm sure, I mean... Of course, I'm just ignorant on this because I haven't looked at the history of classic moments. But it's it's so funny how most classic moments accompany a like this uproar of the cl- the crowd and this passion and this like this visceral moment that everybody's like this is this is a classic moment as it's happening you know, as the guy's running towards the touchdown as he hits the ball out of the park, whatever the sport or person doing it may be. And I almost felt like sometimes maybe probably my problem is that's hard to gauge in soccer because it's just so loud and passionate anyways, that I would, I would be like, I don't, maybe this game was a classic moment. Maybe I went to a historic game and I just have no idea now, but that's neither here nor there. Also, when you said that the, uh, the third most world sport was F1, I was not expecting that at all. I well, it's grown significantly globally, especially here in the United States. There's been a huge push in terms of F1 really, you know, marking a stamp. I think we talked about it here before in the minor leagues about how the Paris Grand Prix is no longer an F1 event, and it kind of coincided with the deep dive F1 has been taking with NFTs and crypto and France's recent restrictions about NFTs and crypto in the country and now going to Las, adding Las Vegas to their slate and making a huge splash with Las Vegas and in Miami, both areas you know very amenable to NFTs and crypto. I just wouldn't have guessed that. I don't know if you'd said like, Ping pong or <laughs> lacrosse. I don't know. Lacrosse. For some lacrosse reason. Lacrosse in the United States is huge. It, it is quickly becoming the dominant suburban sport. It was soccer, and it still is soccer to a certain extent. But lacrosse in the suburbs of New York, the greater New York, you know, greater metropolitan area, a lot of the Midwest, Canada, surprisingly, too, uh, becoming a big lacrosse hub. Uh, due to my work in college lacrosse, I've known, I know this, and I only know that just through osmosis but the the world of sports is kind of evolving in front of our eyes right now and i think there's a new documentary speaking of the u.s and mexico rivalry there is a documentary coming out produced by metal arc media about the rivalry between the u.s and mexico and the contentious right it's contentious it's not no picayune rivalry it is duke north carolina it is yankees red Sox. it is that level 
of wow. animus between the two teams and, you know, the two fan bases. Because for a long time, when the United States would play Mexico in major cities with high Mexican populations, it felt like a Team Mexico home game. Interesting. Interesting. It, 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 it's crazy, too, to think of, like, maybe a reason why I can appreciate the World Cup, and then I'll move on to the NFTs or on the Algorand um, blockchain. I think the thing that's very interesting about the World Cup is the only thing that we really have to compare it to in the, I guess, U.S. that we think of on a country-to-country basis is the Olympics, right? Everybody knows that in the Olympics, it's countries competing against other countries. But in the U.S., we're so used to, like, you know, regional teams and regional things because we have such a large country. So whereas most countries are relatively small, you know, especially in Europe or uh, or uh, Southeastern Asia and things like that. So they're used to like, oh, well, the dominant the dominant sport is soccer. And of course, we only you know, we have one major soccer team that represents the whole country and then all these sub regions. So it is a it is a weird thing when you think about um, all these countries competing in a bracket, whereas it's no different than like March Madness, you know, where it's like, oh, the cities are competing in a different bracket or technically the states, but it's uh, it's just something that we don't get a lot of in the U.S. It's a it's a very interesting, very interesting thing to think about. So, but FIFA is embracing NFTs tied to classic game highlights, and they're doing this for the Qatar World Cup upcoming here. But I wanted to touch on the fact that. They're doing it on the Algorand blockchain. And most people might say like, well, what is that? Who cares? They could do it on any blockchain. Well, it's interesting to note that even past the Ethereum merge, where they've decreased their energy consumption by 99%, um, it looks like FIFA and the World Cup here are not only trying to be eco-friendly, but they're trying to be lightning fast, which is why they're choosing Algorand. Algorand is a very little known blockchain that is similar to Cardano, but it's obviously not Cardano in the fact that it is essentially mathematically developed by peer-reviewed academic research to be lightning fast, to use uh, technically even less energy than Cardano, which is crazy to believe. But I I don't know if they've been lobbying FIFA to to do this because Algorand does not get a lot of love despite being a really well-built blockchain. Um, but it, it also is interesting to note that uh, the, the, um, <clears throat> the Algorand blockchain is also just not known for NFTs, despite being able to support them for a long, long time. And apparently this deal was cemented back in May, so we're actually somewhat late quoting, quoting this. Uh, but uh, they're the official NFT provider of Qatar 2022. They're actually the blockchain partner and wallet provider. So that's going to be good for Algorand um, on the way out. You know, if they, uh, as long as people don't associate them, I guess, too negatively with, with using Qatar as their event. But it's nice to see Algorand get some love because you just, you just don't see it very often. I'm, I'm, I'm also interested to know too, these classic moments, you know, Matt, this would be a question for you. Tom Brady's autograph and the other classic moments, I think NBA Top Shots is another one we talked about, or Hot Shots. Top Shots or Hot Shots? Top Shots. Top Shots. People want, that seems to be the NFT collections that sports collectors want because they could have done anything here. They could have done, and for all I know, maybe they are doing NFT jerseys or NFT, um, you know, essentially like the equivalent of NFT bobbleheads, but it kind of seems like they've really hit 
on their research in the fact that people want those classic game highlights. So good for Algorand um, getting this exposure. And if you buy one of these, you guarantee you're, you're going to get it like that and it's not going to go away just based on the blockchain. Closing thoughts there, Matt. I think it was probably an opportunity for Algorand to make a splash or those working within the Algorand blockchain to make a splash. FIFA is one of the biggest in the world and also for FIFA, the opportunity to dip their beak with numerous crypto partners is probably the move because FIFA as an organization has many faults, but they are always looking for the best value and the best number and the best dollar possible. And I think the way decentralization is built, it facilitates a lot of pliability for FIFA to, you know, basically soak up every dollar possible across multiple blockchains and kind of flood the market. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to think about. I I mean, FIFA is basically... I mean, would you say that it's more powerful because it's more worldwide than something like the NFL? I wouldn't even know. Oh yeah, no, FIFA. It's the biggest. It's it's the biggest sports, you know, governing body outside of the IOC on the planet. Gotcha. It, it carries so much weight fiscally and culturally, and just it, football. It, to quote Danny Rojas from <laughs> Ted Lasso, "Football is life all across the world." And we here in the United States have a real myopic view of it because we, our sports focus are all American created sports. Um, if you look at the dominating sports in the marketplace, it's all basketball created in the Eastern, you know, created in the United States. Basketball created in the United States. Baseball created just out up the road from me on the other side of the Hudson in Hoboken. Uh, there's... And then there's American football, which was made in the mid, you know, Midwest or you know, northeast of the United States, and has become the biggest one of the biggest global brands in the world. But it pales in comparison to FIFA because every country is a part of FIFA. Every country, all of the national teams, and all of the different tournaments, whether it's the Euro, Copa Americas, um, so many different things throughout the world that FIFA has its fingers in, they are the true biggest sports governing body outside of the IOC. That is fascinating to think about real quick. And you may not know the answer to this question. You said every single country is part of FIFA. Is North Korea part of FIFA? I believe so. Yes, I do believe they feel the team in the World Cup. I'm not 100% sure on that. Fascinating. I'd like to look that up. Uh, not that it really matters that much, but I just, you know, it, it would be a truly global worldwide sport if, if, if they were all participating there, wouldn't it? It kind of leads us to our second headline here that I wanted to talk about. And I find this really interesting because it has to do with crypto.com being unveiled as a World Cup sponsor. And this is, I think, right before this headline is a little bit old. It's from March of this year, but it's still, it's still relevant. This was right before or right after they pulled out of doing their major um stadium sponsorship for a soccer team in Europe. So I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Matt, as do you think that they kind of did a cost benefit analysis and they were like, in the same way that Coinbase and other exchanges have not sponsored stadiums yet, which we've talked about before on an episode as like huge for naming rights and exposure and all that. Do you think that crypto.com was like, you know what, we're going to get way better exposure, essentially being here as the 
on the, at the Super Bowl of the world, which is what the World Cup kind of is, that versus putting our name on a stadium that perhaps only a couple million people will go to or you know won't get brought up as much. I'm interested to know why you think that they would sponsor the World Cup but take away their their naming rights. Well, they still have their naming rights for the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, so they are being able to play both sides of it. But being one of the brand sponsors, one of the name sponsors for the World Cup is one of the most coveted things in the world. Like Visa's relationship with the Olympics, they have been a sponsor for the Olympics I be- going back probably before I was born. Before we were even ideas, Visa was partnering with the Olympics and a huge institutional partner, McDonald's and Coca-Cola, especially in Barcelona in 1992 with Michael Jordan and the Dream Team for the Olympics the World Cup sponsorships are some of the most valued ones on the planet because the worldwide audience for the World Cup is tens if not hundreds of millions of people because even the United States, millions of people in the United States watch the World Cup because they're connected to where their heritage is. So Germans, you know, uh, Ecuadorians, Panamanians, you know, every, every all of the major places in the world with great soccer and football teams, Brazilians, Portuguese, you know, Argentinians, they turn out en masse and watch the World Cup and watch all aspects of it. People who have ties to their national team or to their favorite team back home will wake up at ungodly hours of the morning to watch opening round action of the World Cup or just to watch their national team play against an opponent. The growth of the Premier League here in the United States has seen no no bounds in in developing. People are getting up at ungodly hours, and that for me is any time after 9 a.m. on the weekend to watch their favorite team play, whether it's a team in the Premier League or a team in France or Bayern Munich in Germany. There's so many, and then when you get the UEFA Champions League, whew, that is all of the best teams in Europe, across Europe, playing each other. So you get Manchester United versus Bayern Munich. You get Barca and Real Madrid going up against, you know, a Man City. There's so many different things that soccer provides an audience, and it's so, and it's one of the most universal sports, and we talk about that connection. If you can link yourself to something that connects to the bare DNA, the 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 real coat th- things that bind us culturally, like sports is, it would basically being able to say the Catholic Church brought to you by Crypto.com. That's what it means to some people. It, it, it's as close to them to their religion, to their political affiliations, to their familial relations. I know people who love their teams more than they love their blood family. <laughs> I mean, there's there's lots of stuff there that I that I won't get into, but agreed. And I, I you you bring up an amazing point about I forgot how even though this is international, uh, it doesn't mean that they're broadcasting the times at at convenient times to wherever you are in the world. The only the only the only place to watch the the matches conveniently is in Qatar, right? Where you could get on a semi normal sleep schedule, I suppose. But even then, it's like. You know, even with just my one soccer game, they can last, they last bare minimum a couple of hours. They can last multi, multi hours. Um, and then I've never been in a situation where, you know, apparently when, when they get one to one, I don't, well, you can tell me this, Matt. 
is there overtime in soccer? And <laughs> I, I thought that I remember reading in trivia books about overtimes, overtimes, where, you know, if you, you can't finish a game with a tie, I believe, but maybe that's untrue. So the overtime situation in soccer just seems kind of crazy to me. So in elimination games or games for a championship, there are overtimes or there's rules to find to have a winner. Every other game, it's a draw. You, you go the full 90 minutes, you go past stoppage time. If everybody's still tied, that's it. It's a draw. Interesting. But it, in this case, <clears throat> sometimes a draw can mean nobody wins or it can mean we both win. Which, which does it usually mean? Well, it means nobody's lost, so they'll get a point. So much like in hockey, if you win, you get two points. If you draw, you get one point. If you lose, you get no points. So that's kind of how it goes. And in hockey, it's if you win, you get two points. If you win in overtime, it's one point. If you lose, I, I, I forget how the, the breakdown actually is because it's been a while since I've looked into... How that structure is. Also, my brain is terrible. My memory is shot. <laughs> Matt, uh, you took a little bit too many soccer balls to the head. As a child. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. That's what you'd say during this show. No excuses. Um, so the it goes on to say that the crypto.com, like the partnership just seems to mostly be a huge branding thing. And, and to your credit, Matt, the it doesn't really matter what language you speak, right? If you're putting the McDonald's yeah. logo, the Visa logo, the crypto.com logo in front of somebody's eyes, they can recognize the logo and eventually do business with them as long as they optimize their website, social media, and all that to the language of the person they're trying to do business with. So this article says that they're not actually doing that much other than like, I guess they're giving away prizes and trying to find giving away tickets but it still is a gigantic thing that I guess they're sponsoring it in the same way. I suppose now that I say that out loud, that like when Coinbase, you know, quote unquote, uh, well, I guess they didn't sponsor the Super Bowl. Let's put it this way: when Budweiser sponsors the Super Bowl, they don't usually. It's not like, oh, hey, hey, everybody, the beer is free. Uh, they're usually having to do some sort of, you know, small merchandise giveaways, things like that. But it's just they're paying a ginormous sum. Yeah, if they gave beer out for out for free at the World Cup, it, the this country would burn down. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, I uh, I haven't looked into that since it's Qatar. I'd wonder if they're even allowed to serve alcohol. I believe there is no alcohol being served in the stadiums. So yeah, that would that would be, and that's neither here nor there. But that that reminds me of like the you get special permission zones a lot of the time in the U.S. Like New Orleans French Quarter is one where technically it's illegal to drink outside in 99% of Louisiana, but you have special districts where they have special laws. So that might be going on, but I'm going to go with your, uh, your analysis there, Matt, if it's probably not happening. Like I said, neither here nor there. FIFA to launch FIFA Collect. This is a relatively new one. Matt, do you want to explain this FIFA Plus Collect? It kind of goes along with collectibles, but it expands beyond it. Just give me one quick second here so I can pull this one up. We go here to this story coming to us from FIFA Plus, FIFA's website. So mm -hmm. FIFA so Collect, 
FIFA Plus Collect is a new platform, and I got to switch back to my camera here so you guys can actually see me. It's a new platform allowing fans to own and collect World Cup and World Cup moments. FIFA Plus Collect is available in later this month and is affordable and ex inclusive and accessible to all football fans, and they're trying to build up a community through social media. So... It's basically great moments, great art, great images from the World Cup. It's kind of an add-on to that. And it's a great opportunity to continue to commodify all of these moments, Nathan. You know what? It doesn't say, though, that it is, uh, it doesn't say what blockchain that's going to be on. Interesting. Maybe they have not decided yet because it's, oh, no, wait, sorry. I had to scroll down here way, way. They hit it down there at the bottom. Still powered by Algorand, yeah. the official blockchain platform of FIFA and the technology of choice for more than 2,000 global organizations. Whoever's doing it at Algorand, whoever landed that deal, uh, I think that they should get a free pass to the executive <laughs> bathroom. Maybe, maybe do also. Do you think, <laughs> I would love your perspective on it. These huge brand deals that we see across sports with the integration of crypto and crypto.com's partnership with the UFC. And we've seen, I know Tezos had a partnership with the New York Mets. Do you see this acting as a net positive and kind of mainstream, uh, mainstreaming NFTs and crypto? Or do you see this as a possible hindrance in terms of the cost and expense for major multi-million, nearly billion dollar deals? Well, it's odd because it does nothing for me, but that's just because I'm not a sports fan. So it's like, you know, even if like if, if the Yankees said, hey, we now accept Bitcoin, I'd probably hear about it. But I, I would hear about it so far, you know, from when it happened. I'd also just have no opinion on it. I'd just be like, okay, that's, that's great. It's like a sports team coming out with a new hot dog. Um, don't know why my mind went to that, but <laughs> hot dogs have been the same for we actually have a lot of quality hot dogs here in Denver. Ooh, That's neither here nor there. Yeah, rattlesnake hot dog, a little bit gamey, but these these brands, the the brands are much bigger than the blockchains that they're partnering with. Like my main, my main, I guess, hindrance or hesitation with you know, it's great that FIFA is powering with Algorand because the Algorand has been developed to be this amazing blockchain, but. Even within the crypto world, uh, with people who may not pay attention to sports at all and they're all in on crypto, Algorand is still one of those names where you're like, eh. like maybe it's like, <laughs> maybe it's like, uh, you know, even as a non sports fan, I know that like the Seattle Seahawks are not the most popular team. So you could be somehow forgiven if like somebody's like, I'm a Seahawks fan. You're like, Seahawks? What are the seat? You're like, oh, Seattle. You're like, oh, I forgot that Seattle. <laughs> does sports and it doesn't just rain there all the time it's not that they're not a good team it's not that they don't have an in interesting stadium they've got that cool roof it's down there by the water but um it's just not on people's radar same with tezos it was actually when i was at consensus i spoke to a guy and i was trying to tell him about cardano because caliche just got me into cardano then and i was doing a bunch of research and he said you know i'm really big on tezos and i kind of laughed uh you know not at him but sort of with him. And I said, you know, you're the only person who's ever said that sentence to me. I'm really big <laughs> at Tezos. And Tezos is a great chain. It, it has NFTs. It's It's been proof of stake for a long time. Um, I also wonder too, 
how much this can really go forward because I believe Algorand is a nonprofit. So I'm not sure like there's some there's some weird structuring stuff behind there where it's like, you know, same with I guess any charity organization, Red Cross, something like something that is a nonprofit partnering with a big brand. Does it make both the brands better or is it just a PR move or is it a hindrance? I'm I'm really not sure. I think that it's great for Algorand because Algorand gets like no love. Uh, and I say that not as a user of Algorand, I, I rarely interact with it, but just having looked over the actual project itself and kind of given it a thumbs up uh, because it has been developed so cautiously. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm willing to be totally wrong. Maybe this is similar to how Cardano is finally in the light for its NFTs and its great improvements. Maybe this is a thing that shoots Algorand to the top. I know that Bitmart has had parties with the Algorand Foundation. I know that they're a big deal along with Certic and other people, but they just don't come up on my radar. So I'm going to go with a positive on this one and say it's going to do well for both brands. So yeah, the FIFA Collect I think is interesting as well because they, they're highlighting World Cup moments and I bet you most people didn't even know that this existed. FIFA Women's World Cup. Mm. I didn't. So here's here's the thing too, Matt. When you hear World Cup, maybe in my mind, I just assumed like, oh, they're doing a men's game and then a women's game. And it's all happening under the auspices of the World Cup, similar to the Olympics. You have male and female performers going at the same time. But are there two separate World Cups? I have I had no idea. No, they're that. all the fee, they're FIFA's World Cup, but it's men a men's tournament and a women's tournament. They're held yeah. within the same time period. They're not held at the same time, and they're held generally at the same location. But there is there are different World Cups. Gotcha. That makes way more sense. And you know, it, it looks like it's going to be available on social media and. People are, I, I think maybe the major hindrance with this is people will say Algorand, how do I access it? Because I'm not sure that Algorand is on a lot of user-friendly wallets at the moment. Once again, I'm speaking a little bit out of ignorance here. Don't shoot me, Algorand. I'm with you. Um, so interesting though. And they've, they've, they've notated that the languages are going to be supporting are English, French, and Spanish with several additional languages to follow. Hmm. Interesting. Speaking of games though, Matt, yeah, we've got our last story here that we want to talk about surrounding this world cup football phenomena is the soccer crypto game. It's literally called soccer crypto and it is a potential project for football and blockchain fans at FIFA world cup. Kind of like we've been talking about, um, do, do, do. Soccer crypto is a combination of the passion for football and blockchain technology, aiming to create a platform not just for NFT collection, but a platform for users to equip their NFT players with uniquely designed items and play a sort of, well, play the World Cup. It, it, this seems like one of those, I don't believe it's play to earn. Um, da, da, da. Oh, nope, I was totally wrong there. Got to read in between the headlines. Um, you can play to earn in exclusive fiery matches to achieve a tournament grand prize worth up to 10,000% in ROI on your investment. Wow. Dang. NFT, 
I'm, I'm always interested in this too, because as not a huge gamer, I'm always interested when people say buy an NFT and that allows you to play the game. Cause I, I tend to think about it like an admission ticket or something like that. I know that technically anything that you buy is an in-game purchase. You could consider non-fungible to an aspect like a, a, a skin or something like that. But this is an interesting, weird little thing to me because the, I like the graphics a lot. If you want to, if you want to just Google soccer crypto game, um, it's almost a little bit ridiculous. It does seem legitimately fun. And I noticed that they're doing something that actually BitMart is also doing for this upcoming Black Friday holiday. They're giving away mystery NFT boxes, Ooh. NFT boxes where you could open up a box and potentially win an NFT. Matt, what are your, what are your thoughts on having soccer games like this that are free to play where you can buy, collect, earn NFTs, and it's like a cartoonized version of the World Cup. Because it seems, it seems a little bit Candy Crush-ish for adults, but that's just the graphics I'm looking at. The gameplay itself looks decently solid. Yeah, I think it's a fun way to eventize the World Cup and kind of tie things in and build off a project. It's a smart play because, as we talked about before, FIFA is one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world. And having the ability to draw off that and try to get your own segment of the audience. Uh, I remember some soccer games on the Dreamcast, not the Dreamcast, the GameCube, that were also fun, arcade style soccer games. And I, I enjoy games like that. And I think it's a, co a cool way to introduce yourself to the audience and also just try to make a splash during one of the biggest times in the sport. It's a cube and it plays games. One of the best <laughs> consoles to ever be released. You know, how could they top the N64? They had to make a cube. I bet you they tried a triangle too, but they didn't. It's interesting as well too, Matt, because apparently for soccer crypto, uh, they're allowing betting, which usually you don't see in free-to-play free games. Yeah. They're betting. Um, you can upgrade your NFT. They also have something interesting that I've never heard of, and this is called referral to earn where if you refer people to the game and they play the game you can get up to 25 percent on whatever they spend or make interesting I suppose that's just an affiliate program in general but i've never heard it called referral to earn uh, i suppose if you earn anything off of anything you could just put to earn after it they also have a nft marketplace so if you are just dominating and you're making all these NFTs and you're opening the mystery boxes and your pockets are so full that you can barely make it to the bathroom without your pants falling down. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can sell these NFTs and there's a 5% fee. So it looks like they've kind of got all of the economics worked out. They have their own token. Um, it doesn't say what blockchain they're on though. Again, duh, duh, duh. I'm guessing Interesting. I'm just going to guess that they're on Algorand because they're not talking about it. It seems to be, seems to be the, the thing that's going down. Um, but it, it almost is, we keep seeing this again and again and again, Matt, this play to earn uh, sports related games where no longer do you have to just sit down and accept that you're playing a game is wasted time. If you are throwing the touchdown that wins the virtual game against those dreaded Cowboys, you too can be a winner of crypto. Ooh. 
What could be better than that? Final thoughts. A large on- hat. Very large hat. <laughs> Very uh, top hat, some would say. A 50-gallon hat. Uh, <laughs> that 10-gallon stuff is is uh, not going to cut it anymore. Not in the slightest. So, um, interesting. Huh. Yeah, they still don't say what blockchain they're on. Anyways, if you are interested in looking at this weird and wonderful game, it's just called Soccer Crypto. Soccer Crypto. .io. We're not affiliated with them. We just thought it was weird. Weird, weird in a good way. Wild stuff. Weird in a good way for the World Cup. Matt, have we missed anything that we're thinking about for the World Cup right now? I think I was going to look up really quick whether alcohol, <laughs> alcohol allowed World Cup is my search. There you go. From CBS from one month ago, World Cup 2022. Alcohol sales will be allowed at Qatar event inside the arena interesting that that is interesting and an interesting change of pace and evolution in that area but nathan i think right here right now is a great way to put an end to this edition of the minor leagues be sure to hit the show notes for any of the links of the stories we talked about today and also be sure to rate review and subscribe to nft 101 the home of this podcast and also the crypto conversations where nathan brings you the daily crypto watch every day and also some amas and some other cool content and also if you're watching us on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. Ring the notification bell to know when new episodes are coming up and also other episodes, other podcasts, including the Bitmark Brain Trust. we got a brand new Brain Trust up there with a CMO of Tap Fantasy. That's up there, and we've got new stuff coming out every single week, so be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and also share across social media at Bitmart Exchange, and also you can find us on Twitter in the show notes below. But... Our time is done. We took a hack or two, and now we're going to have to go back to the dugout and figure it out. For Nathan Simone, I'm Matt Ryan. This has been The Minor Leagues. Go! Go! Go!